Hello everyone and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl podcast. My name is Sabrina. Happy Tuesday to you all. I hope that you all are having a fantastic day, whether your day is just beginning in the middle or towards the end. I hope that it's going really well. I hope that your week has gotten off to a good start, that yesterday was a good day, and that today can be an even better day. Um, If you are having a hard day, I always encourage everyone at the top of every single show to try the five minute reset, which is taking at least five minutes to be by yourself, to have an opportunity to reset, reboot, restart your day from scratch right then and there to release and put down any burdens, any problems, any troubles that you are currently encountering and carrying around just so that you can have a proper break and just give yourself a little bit of room to breathe and um, feel like you don't have the weight of the world on your shoulders. Also, if you have any problems um, staring you dead in the face that you have to deal with right now, you have the opportunity to take the time to problem solve those and then be able to walk away with a resolution after the five minute reset and figure that out. I also always encourage everyone to make a list of at least four items that you are grateful for. Those can be big things, small things, medium sized things. It doesn't matter what size they are. Um, It can be like as small as being grateful for having snuggles with your dog to as big as being grateful that you are able to get paid so you can pay your bills or you can be grateful for having um, great dinner with your family and friends at your home. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, Then that that's the beauty of being grateful because you can be grateful for so many types of things that the list is endless so you'll never run out of things to be grateful for and last but not least make sure before you leave the five minute reset that you're feeling at least neutral if not positive about the rest of your day um, so that you or don't pass along your negative attitude to anyone else but also you your mindset should shift a little bit and have a different perspective if you do make that gratitude list because you realize that despite the negative things that you're going through believe me i'm not here to diminish your feelings or anything like that, but you can focus on these positive things that you've already listed that you're grateful for despite the negative things that are looking you dead in the face. So I get it, those things are hard, but we need to focus more on the positive than the negative so we can get through those really hard times. But again, happy Tuesday. I hope you're having a great day. Um, Just a reminder that this week we are talking about imposter syndrome and today, Tuesday, we are gonna talk about What's your imposter syndrome type? So let's go ahead and just jump right in. Benefit to figuring out what type of imposter syndrome type you have is having the ability to overcome it a bit easier with that additional detailed knowledge. You know, it's like if you know specifically what anxiety type that you're suffering from or you just know a little bit more of the nitty gritty of the mental illness that you are having problems with that is causing you distress, you know what I mean? Like the things that are attributing to you not feeling well, not being healthy, not being your best whenever you have as much detail as possible it helps you get to the bottom of things it helps you to overcome those struggles a lot easier and so that's why I believe that it's really important to understand what imposter syndrome type you are or maybe you are multiple that's totally possible as well but that's what I want to talk about today so today we will go through the different imposter syndrome types or identities however you want to look at it which are the perfectionist the expert the soloist the superwoman or man, and the great mind. So let's go ahead and just start with the perfectionist. 
The perfectionist sets unrealistic high goals for themselves, and when they do not hit these goals, major self-doubt and comparing themselves to others really starts to creep in. And I've talked about perfectionism a lot, um, and also if you want a deeper understanding of perfectionism on in uh, how perfectionists function and the struggles there, I encourage you to go back in the podcast uh, vault of episodes uh, because I did a whole week talking about that. But, you know, just briefly, like perfectionists, they always are setting super high unrealistic goals. You know, you always want to be the best. You want to be perfect. Even though the ideal of perfect sounds easy, sounds like you could actually, if you just work hard enough, you can get there. But the reality of it is that no one is perfect. No one can be perfect and you really are just gonna, you know, like you're just gonna dig yourself a hole and burn all out if you try to be a perfectionist. Believe me, I struggle from that so, 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 so much. It'll just hurt you more in the long run and then you'll have a long walk back to what reality really is and what you need to do. Um, But I understand that it's a a struggle, especially when um, if you grew up in that manner with so much pressure put upon you that you are perfect and people continually telling you that you are, it's hard to not receive that input and believe it, especially if you do get it in childhood and just continues along in your life. And then you're always continually striving for that status that people have uh, put upon you. So they've put that burden upon you and you don't necessarily see it as a burden until you get older. Um, If again, if it was bestowed in childhood, but it just is so, so difficult. But yeah, um, those, you know, when they don't hit the goals, you know, it's super major self-doubt and comparing yourself to others. Um, And perfectionists are rarely satisfied with their successes because they always feel they could have done better. Absolutely. Because the expectations are so high and like there is apparently no ceiling when they look at it. And but the problem with this is they are always trying to work harder and achieve higher, which can lead to burnout and high stress, as I mentioned before. Achievements and success need to be celebrated in order to avoid this. You have to take that pause and realize how well you're doing, how far you're coming, how oh how far along you are on your journey and all the milestones that you're hitting along the way, those are super important and they can really help you guide to the, be a guide to the next step and what you're capable of and kind of that kind of measurement, but it's not, not allowing those things to be super important to you. You're just continually going to fly by and nothing will actually really matter. And when you get to the end, you'll be like, what was it all for? Because you didn't take any in time to enjoy the journey. I totally believe this. Um, some signs that you are a perfectionist. Uh, you tend to micromanage, difficulty delegating because you rather do it yourself. Um, and I get that one. It's like, if you want it done right, you do it yourself. That is definitely something that I lived by for so long and I struggle with now. Um, you tell yourself you aren't cut out to do the thing you are trying to do when you don't meet your insanely high expectations. So if you feel like you identify with that, it's important to remember that no one is perfect. You ha- you're you just continually working to do your best and you have to slow down and appreciate all the successes and achievements along the way. Um, the next one, the superwoman or man generally has a workaholic type of outlook and has a strong attitude that they are really a fraud. You know, people of this type generally will push themselves as hard as possible to keep up with colleagues they feel inferior towards, no matter the consequences. You know, it's that person that's always working, um, and wants to do their best, wants to continue to rise up and be the best, be noted 
as the best. Um, and those identifying with this type get more validation in how hard they work and not the accomplishment that follows. So it's more of like being seen as working super hard, spending late nights, you know, being the overachiever, being the person that puts in that extra work and wants to make everything perfect and the job. Um, it's important to veer away from external validation and receive constructive criticism. That is how you will overcome being the superwoman or man because, you know, you, um, you are leaning on the external validation because everyone is, you're, Everyone is saying how hard that they see you working and that pushes you to go harder and harder um, when honestly you should be and then like and then sorry, I'm getting a little out of myself and also but you should really be falling on internal validation because it's important to know how hard you feel you're working and if you feel you're working enough. I understand that could be a slippery slope because if you are telling yourself that you're not working hard enough because you're not receiving enough commentary from other people, it's a vicious cycle, you can see, then you won't feel like you've done enough, but you have to tell yourself that you have to come up with your own measurement and tell yourself that you are doing enough despite what anyone else is saying or isn't saying and also learn to take constructive criticism because you know if someone gives you um, some hard feedback and you're like oh that's just gonna make you want to work harder and be your best but honestly if you just take it and apply it the best you can in a um, suitable amount of time spent working on it then that is more appropriate than just go doing all-nighters all the time just to prove yourself when if you really look and see yourself and in, in internally how you feel I'm sure you'll measure up just fine I'm sure you will and some signs that you are acting as the superwoman or man is you work later than everyone else in the office you get stressed you get stressed when you can't work get work done and you want and you don't want to take breaks like breaks are just not important to you, you want to keep going moving forward um, you will sacrifice things you enjoy for work like activities hobbies all that kind of stuff and you don't feel deserving of your work title and try to work as hard as possible to earn it meaning that you just don't feel like even if you were um, hired into a position that you you at the time maybe you believe you earned or that you were suited for and then you just you fall into this spiral believing that you don't earn it or then you get promoted and you're like why do they promote me and it just continues the cycle of never feeling deserving of the title that you're given at work despite all the accolades and accomplishments that are behind you you just don't see them you just have to continually look at um, the time that is spent when really you just need to internally validate yourself and understand that constructive criticism criticism is super good feedback and will help you be your best self at work. Uh, the next one is the great mind. The great mind is the one that feels the need to know and learn things quickly. If they do not, this is seen as failure. You know, these types also have unbearably high expectations set for themselves and share characteristics with perfectionist absolutely because you know you want to be uh that person that just knows everything super quickly learns quick on your feet you know there's not anything that really presses you hard or makes you think too hard to figure it out um you know you're just like you're literally the definition of a sponge um it's the idea that if you aren't able to master something on the first go you are a failure and to overcome this you have to believe that you aren't perfect or expected to be and are a work in progress just like everyone else you know um it's tough because you want to be able to be that person that's just like i know it right now i don't even need to try that hard but 
that's just not real life there sometimes we all have that ability to do that and just pick something up but you know in reality it's going to be tough you know a lot of times you might have to do things a few times to understand it and fully be knowledgeable in it and that's okay because we all are works in progress no matter how much we achieve no matter how much success and and um fame and fortune and whatever that we have accumulated we are still all work in progress because we can still continue to become our best selves until we leave this earth. So some signs that you identify with the great mind is you are familiar with excelling without much effort. You tend to have the best grades and all gold stars and everything. You avoid challenges because it may be too hard and not an easy win. And you have been labeled as the smartest one in the family or the group, which again relates back to um, what I was saying before as being labeled as the perfect, that like in perfectionism, when you were labeled as the person that was perfect and really good at thing. If you're labeled as someone that is super smart and just knows everything, you gotta, you actually will internalize that and then believe it and then continue to have this battle with yourself to hold yourself to that standard and even higher because everyone said so when really you just need to tell yourself what you think and believe and live on that, not what other people are saying. So next um, is the soloist. The soloist is the type that has to do everything on their own without help. They believe they have to prove themselves and demonstrate their worth by doing it alone. And to overcome this, you have to be able to accept help when you need it and tell yourself you actually do need it, you know? And um, I will say that a lot of these are uh, related, you know, because perfection is uh, tend to like to do things on their own because if you want something done right, you do it yourself. And that's the same as the soloist. They just want to, they don't, they want to do everything solitarily. They don't need any help. They have the mindset that they will never need help because if they can't do it on their own, that that will diminish their worth and who they are and what they're about, uh, which is so not true. So that's why it's really important to accept help when you need it. And if you find yourself struggling with that, I encourage you again to go back in the podcast episodes because I talked a whole week about two weeks ago about how um, important it is to accept help, you know, because help is so important in everyone's lives. And if we don't band together and ask each other for help, then we won't actually build that um, great community that we all wish we had in a utopia that we don't have really, maybe in pockets here or there, but not generally as a community as a whole in the world. So I encourage you. um, But yeah, if some signs that you are the soloist is you believe you have to accomplish everything on your own or you don't need anyone's help. So again, realize that you can take help. It's okay. It doesn't um, diminish who you are, your worth, what you're about, what you're capable of at all whatsoever. Lastly, the expert is the type that bases everything on what they know or what they know how to do. And the fear of never knowing everything causes the fear of being exposed as a fraud. So, you know, obviously there, it's, I feel like it's almost impossible for someone to actually know every single thing, every single piece of knowledge in the entire world. And those that consider themselves an expert believe that um, if since they feel like they won't ever hit that, then they will be exposed as a fraud someday because they don't know everything. And those suffering can feel less than others if they aren't informed or have knowledge about certain things others didn't know. So you know how a lot of people that you'll meet at a party or just in your friend group or wherever 
everyone has a good base of knowledge about something that they're super passionate about that you may know nothing about. You know, for me, a lot of times um, my husband will talk about business and he'll be in groups of people talking about business or video games or whatever it is. And I don't know a lot about that. I know a lot about a lot of things. And I actually used to struggle with this a lot because um, I was branded as that person that knew a lot of things and knew almost anything. Um, and I internalized that as well, which is a struggle for me. But um, yeah, a lot of times I'll be in groups and I don't know what they're talking about. And I am I try really hard. I used to pretend like I knew what people were talking about. And sometimes I slip up and do that too, which is a bad habit to have. But I've kind of gotten out of that habit for the most part where I don't pretend I know what people are talking about. I just flat out, I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no knowledge in that genre, that area at all. And I feel like that's okay. That's absolutely okay. No one is expecting you to know every single thing. And if they are, those are unhealthy high expectations that they should not be bestowing upon you because honestly bestowing any expectations on anyone without their consent is unfair and not right. Um, so just understand that you, you, you are not expected to know everything. You really aren't. And you have to realize that. And you have to realize that it's okay. And we're all learning because we're all still on a journey to become our best selves. And we're, and as long as you're still out there learning new things and pushing yourself to be a little bit more knowledgeable, not knowledgeable in every single thing, but a little bit more, then you're doing fine. You're doing great. You're doing what you need to do. Um, some signs that you are the expert. You don't apply for things unless you meet all the qualifications because and the requirements because you have to fit every single category. Um, always finding ways to learn and inserts to prove that education. So I did mention that it's fine to keep learning, which it totally is, but if you are always in school, you're always online getting a new certificate for this, that, and the other, just so you can put it in someone's face and be like, look, I got a certificate in this this thing and that thing and the other thing and I have like five degrees and look at me, I'm like knowledgeable beyond anyone that we probably know. Um, so, and then um, have fear when someone identifies you as the expert because of the fear of being exposed as the opposite. So again, someone uh, bestowing that title upon you, you internalizing it and carrying that around and, and believing that that's true, you have to be the expert. So you're continually pushing yourself to the bone to know every single thing because that's what people have expected to put that's what people have expected of you and put on you. So, well, you guys, uh, that's all five. I hope that this has kind of been eye-opening for you and that you're able to maybe identify which type you are or which types you are, which ones that you relate with. I hope this was kind of eye-opening to understand how all of those types uh, relate to the fear of being exposed or seen as a fraud or phony or someone that doesn't know what they're talking about or what they're all about. Um, and, you know, tomorrow we're going to talk about the uh, imposter syndrome cycle, which is a vicious cycle that we can get caught in when we are dealing and struggling with that. So anyway, thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, my name is Sabrina. I hope that you really enjoyed this episode. And if you did, I highly encourage you to share it with someone else. I would really enjoy it too. I'd really appreciate it. That helps me so much. And I hope that you're really enjoying the podcast. Please check the description box for notes for the show where you can find me on Instagram, which is at Real Positive Girl Podcast. I finally got an Instagram page for the podcast and I'm going to try to update it every single day with 
with what we're talking about for the week and for the day and then get some more information about who I am and where I feel like the podcast is going um and also an easy way for you guys to reach out with topics suggestions and commentary um also in the description box is my email address which is also changed if you've been here for a while it is real positive girl podcast at gmail.com so you can send me any questions comments concerns prayer requests topic suggestions any feedback to that email address and also my website address if you wish to visit that so again thank you so much for listening to the podcast happy tuesday have a good one and i'll see you next time bye guys